This week on Welcome Back to Roswell, we talked about the episode's disturbing behavior and how the other half lives. Um, the two episodes together make up the the back half of the Lori Dupree arc or the Agent Duff arc, if you're like a real big fan of Agent Duff. No, but it was so fun to watch these episodes again and to talk to someone about them because I think legitimately because these aren't those like fan favorite crazy episodes I don't know that I've ever talked to anyone about them before so now I have (laughs) Patrick has heard all of my thoughts about these two episodes and uh now you can too uh enjoy what are Michael and Maria watching in the hardware store People doing it. How does Lori escape from the restraints? She picks the first one with a pen, and then the second one she just opens with her bare hands. How did Amy DeLuca know that Maria was not camping? She didn't bring any of her long johns. Name one of the things. Amy tells Michael not to let Maria do. Mm, Get a tattoo. Or pierce anything that couldn't be shown in polite company. I would think also anything that could not be shown in polite company. Uh, Who is suing Sheriff Valenti? Grant. Remember him? (laughs) Only kinda. (laughs) What? That was my question. Uh, Uh, (laughs) what does max discover when he goes to see liz at maria's house oh that sean is uh on top of her and won't get up even get off of her even though liz is like sean get off of me get off of me get off of me here's the thing and i don't think a normal a show now would do this but that was supposed to be cute I know it was. And like, as it was happening, like I didn't say anything, but it's just like, it doesn't read as cute anymore. Michael uses the R word to refer refer to himself. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Like there's some things that don't fully age well. Yeah. Well, and you know, like we've been talking a lot about like the, the teenagers dating full grown ass adults. Um, you know, all, all around on this show. And yeah. like, it gets sort of hammered into us uh, at one point in this episode that um, Isabel is 18, you know, yes. like it's we, the, the show sort of necessarily has to like age up the kids a little bit, but like, it doesn't mean that a lot of this isn't icky and bad too. Well, I don't know. I don't think the show has to do it. Cause in the first season it did it yeah. and it was fine. Yeah. But the show chooses to do it with like every single one of the three main, like the three main female characters are all being romanced by adult men. That's a choice the show made. Like in the first season, there were no adults hooking up. I mean, there was the one nurse who kind of flirted with Michael. But that was. that's, That's acceptable. Nurses are supposed to flirt with everyone. Well, and it was like, you didn't, they didn't go on a date or anything. Right. But like. There are actual adult men dating high school or trying to date high schoolers. And and in at least one case successfully dating her. Like Grant and Isabel dated. They dated Maria considered marrying Brody. Okay. I'll never forget her. Again, again, I think we just have to like write that off as some sort of collective Roswell fever dream. Like I don't <laughs> I think the episode's not canon. Like All I, right, I Christmas don't know. didn't happen. But no, this week. Disturbing behavior, a lot. I was going to say a lot happens. Some stuff happens. Some stuff happens. A lot of it's confusing. And, like, I I think the, uh, the like, revelations about the uh, parasite, the uh, blue crystal thing that they found yeah. in the woods, um, I think that's cool, that's fun, that's compelling. And when we get to the end of the episode and, like, they're using Brody as like a, a reverse radio to like yes. contact the alien. Like that was super cool. And like the, the method of like having the alien just like speaking through Brody's at that point, lifeless body yeah. uh, is really fucking cool and like sci-fi. And I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. Um, but like, yeah, a lot of the rest of the episode is just like uh, Michael and Maria hanging out, which is cool. Yeah. And, happy. Like, they're hanging yeah. out again. 
happy they're hanging out again. Her hair is looking great. Her hair is looking great. She's decided they're back together. And he's like, <laughs> well, fine. Okay. Well, I'm not going to fight this. It's, it's inevitable. But your boy looks like a real fucking doof every time he tries to deal with uh, Lori. Yeah, he doesn't know how. But he's, uh, he's trying, which I think is... That's where season two, Michael, is bet it has uh, grown from season mm, one, Michael. Because mm-hmm. season one, Michael would have just gotten frustrated and left. Yeah. And yes. just been like, fine. But like now he's like, all right, I got to figure out how to communicate. He tries. He gets Lori to trust him enough to tell him where her family lives, even if her family are vipers. <laughs> it doesn't really work out. They are not to be trusted. But also, like, I. I, I don't think we understand at this point, and perhaps you do because you've seen the whole series, um, what exactly their deal is. But like the show at this point is presenting that they think that this, that Michael is mm-hmm. like a long lost brother, right? Or like. Yes, uh, or a theoret- yeah. or could be grandson just because of years, how years work. <clears throat> yeah but yeah probably I mean, brother yeah. makes makes a lot of sense because charles didn't die until seven years ago right 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 so so this this grandfather has been dead for seven years um and everyone immediately on site including the maid who i guess has been working for them for at least seven years yeah. um is like dumbstruck the second they see michael they're like holy shit he looks yeah. like what this old man looked like 70 years ago. Well, it wasn't 70 year, years. 65, right? Like, right? 35 is when the photograph yeah. is from? I guess that's true. I'm just yeah. saying none of these people knew that man when he looked like that. No, but I was thinking about it. And okay, so it's been 20 years since this show was on. And you definitely, mm-hmm. the guy who played Michael still looks like that. Yeah. And that's a 20-year-old versus a whatever, 40. 20s versus 40s. Right. So I could see that if you knew him in his 50s, you'd recognize him. But yeah, if you knew him in his 80s, probably not. <laughs> but you also, who knows, maybe he kept a portrait of himself. That's true. Up in the I house. Because it's been seven years since he died. We don't know. Right. I mean, maybe. maybe... He had a portrait. He's a rich guy. Yeah, that 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 is a great point that he may have had like a a painted portrait of himself uh, as as a kid uh <laughs> up up in the house. I don't know, or maybe like that that photograph of grandpa 1935 is just one that he like insisted all of the grandkids uh like had, you know, like it it could be I mean, <laughs> I, think I don't think that, do I don't think for the I don't think cuz the two, the two other the aunt and uncle are not grandkids. They're children. Right, right, right. So, like, I would rec- – if someone showed up looking like my mom at 17, I would 100% recognize them immediately. Man, I – It's my mom. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. I'm I mean, to- I wouldn't immediately th- – I mean, because it's – because bombs are different than dads and, like, in terms of illegitimate children, I guess. But, like, yeah. I wouldn't for a second – I wouldn't immediately say, oh, my mom had an illegitimate... I wouldn't immediately be like, you're my brother, or you're my... Well, right, but the the character of your mother is different than the character of... Yeah, it's uh, very different, but I guess... Or, same thing with my dad. Yeah. If if a 17-year-old version of of Jim Mogi showed up, I... I would recognize that that person... Now, I might at first be like, wow, you look like a Mogi, like, because... In my dad's side of the family, everybody there's there's yeah, like a yeah. thing. So I might just at first be like, "Are you a cousin?" I don't, you know. I might not immediately be like, "You are the physical embodiment of my father." Before <laughs> right. I met him, but I and, think, and, and not not even that like you jump to that conclusion right away, but that it is so obvious to you that you're just shocked, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like wow. I don't know. I I mean, I'm also not a rich person, so. My reaction, if I thought someone was my relative, wouldn't be to shove a envelope full of cash at them and tell them to get out of town. Another good point. These people are so rich, Ryan. Wait, do you not think you would recognize your dad if if right now, which is I know yeah. you're, we're younger than that aunt and uncle. Thank you. know, I'm not claiming to be that old. Right. But if right now a 17-year-old version of your dad showed up, 
you don't think you would immediately be like, you look like my dad when he was 17? I mean, I would. So uh, the I think the youngest pictures uh, that I've seen of my, well, I, I guess I've, I, I'm sure I've, I've seen younger pictures, but there there is a uh, a a set of like you know four black and white pictures mm-hmm. on like uh, you know a, a strip from like a carnival thing, yeah. Um, of of I my mother and father, yeah. Oh, it, it, it's your mom and dad. That's really <laughs> it's cute. It's my mom and dad. It's super cute. They look unnervingly like me. Both of them look exactly like me. Oh, um, that would be even weirder. What if you thought yeah. you'd be like, "Oh, you're you're my clone." Yes, that I I think I would go to that before oh. a seventeen year old version of my father. I've got to show you these pictures. It is uncanny. No, I want to see these pictures. I'm very excited. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, and my mom and I look like, but I still think I would. She has darker hair than me, and I think I would immediately just be like, "Yeah, you're my." mom i wouldn't be like i wouldn't think that my mom went through a body swap time swap situation <laughs> i mean that's yeah that's a that's a lot of conclusion to jump to i mean my mom was adopted i think what i would think is holy shit i found mm, there you go genetic like i would think it was my mom's sib and i guess it couldn't be a sibling but i'd be like it's my mom's niece or something well it could be like your mom's twin right not who looks 17 now that's oh yeah, no point. great point. That's a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that could end up being true in a sci-fi premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a time traveling like, twin. In a yes, but in a real premise, I think I'd be like, "Tell me everything about your family," because my mom's adopted and probably biologically related to her. Anywho, anywho, um, can we talk about the 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 camera in the gargoyle as well? Just as long oh, as we're on the topic cute. of these okay. So people. when they drive up to the Dupree estate, which the estate. it may be an actual estate but it also kind of looks like the entrance to a like a retirement community or like a retirement Mm -hmm. home it's very it's very ostentatious and large um but they come it's ostentatious and and large and like sort of devoid of character right like we we get this gargoyle but like the whole thing looks like very prefab very like you know it is it, it it's big but it is like a fucking mick mansion right it's mick mansiony but also just like generic american wealth like yes. there's a there's turrets there's there's like okay i guess this is how you say it there's turrets and yes. an infinity pool so clearly they're not like trying to keep anything consistent <laughs> right, they're right, just right. like this is a rich people thing that's a rich people thing and then the two the aunt and uncle are also just generic rich people oh yeah they, they are normal foppish like, white people <laughs> yeah. yeah they're like oh get ready for the bond adventures we have a function we have to go yes. to and like the the aunt is dressed like from the 20s like a 20s rich person that we first meet the uncle with a riding crop in his hand like there's a lot of stuff going on but, okay but we first pull up to the house there's an yes. intercom and so they press the button of the intercom and they're like, who are you? <laughs> and Michael first introduces himself, which is like, you are the least invited person. And then yeah. he's like, and I have Charles Dupree's grandson or granddaughter, Lori Dupree with me. And they, <laughs> you see a video camera. Well, you see a little gargoyle and then you see its head swivel. And it has a video camera in its mouth. It's, there's the thing is that it's not even the head swiveling. It's the whole fucking gargoyle <laughs> rotate. <laughs> Which is an amazing choice. Because if you're doing, if you are like, if the camera is in the gargoyle to like hide the camera. First of all, the camera is way too big for, for that. To way work. too big. It looks like a gun almost sticking out of the mouth. <laughs> It did. It looked like a gun or like a garden hose. Yes. Um. And if if the gargoyle itself is rotating, that is not inconspicuous enough. It is no, no. longer a hidden camera. It's but then not also, if the camera needs to move, uh, then limiting it to just like the rotation of a gargoyle is also prohibit. It's just it's a bad look for a gargoyle. It's a bad look for a camera, and it's a bad look for a hidden camera. Yes, and it's a stupid one too because the camera for the front door should always be aimed at the same place where the intercom is. Great point. Great point. Like it, should it shouldn't have to pivot. It's, it's right there. Um, you know what it reminds me of though? The style huh. of it. 
Did you ever read the Sky Mall catalog or any of those kind of, or Hamisher yes. Slammer? It yeah. feels like something that when I would flip through that, there would be like, Gargoyle will defend your house. And yes. it's just like, it's like $2,000 and no one you know would ever buy it. But you kind of like, man, if I was a rich person, would I have this? Like, you know, in the yeah. section where there's like dragons and stuff, you know how there's always like weird yeah. fantasy. There, there's, there's always weird fantasy stuff. That's like, uh, and some of it is like garden stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Like there's the, uh, like the stone zombie, like clawing yes. its way out of the ground. And I feel like I've actually seen that thing in people's yards. I, to me, it's a kind of kitsch, mm -hmm. and I'm not averse to kitsch. Gather no. ye rosebuds. <laughs> but I don't think either of the people that we meet, maybe Charles Dupree had, an, had, a, had a sense of humor. I yeah. don't feel like the two people we meet would realize how cheesy it is. Like, they aren't enjoying how cheesy. They're not like, oh, my God, I got the cheesiest thing for our. Right, right, right. They're like, no. Gargoyles are very. I saw gargoyles when I was in Paris. So we need a couple of gargoyles. We've got some turrets on the house. Uh, we will with watch windows. <laughs> with windows. In a weird, like, cutout window where, like, there's not. It's not glass. It's just like an empty. No. I get. Maybe it's a thing you lift. Like, there. it's like a. Maybe it's a. Uh, like it's a, like a convertible turret. Yeah, I don't mm. know. It was weird. Yeah, atypical. Uh, I would happily talk about the Dupree house for the entire run. I know. Got, there's other things happen in this episode. We oh my god, Alex has got his hair is growing in very nicely. He looks handsome. Uh, yeah, Alex kind of just continues that pace in this episode of like being confident knowing who he is yep. having returned from his trip changed for the better yep this is just who he is now man mm -hmm. um, you know who has not changed for the better is sheriff valenti oh, he's, had, he's hit a rough patch he's he is mad depressed he's really depressed and so his solution for his depression is to turn his living room where he lives with two teenagers yes into a woodworking studio and this is presumably the only room in the house with a TV. I don't know. It's uh, I think the only place the we've only seen place them. we've ever seen a TV for sure. Yeah, right. And I guess um, we can't rule out because every now and then someone has the smallest TV in the world and they can yeah, just put it wherever. That is portable. But right. yeah, I think I think it's where the TV is. So it's yeah, it's essentially he replaces the couch with a wood uh, <laughs> wood bench. And doesn't seem to even put like a tarp down. Like he's just oh, there's carpet. He's just conquering the room. He's just turning it into his woodworking studio. It's insane. Um, and Kyle kind of tries to call him on it, and he's like, "Kyle, just cut me some slack. I'm going through a dark period." <laughs> You Which I got. Time. I gotta say, he's doing something ridiculous. But respect on <laughs> respect to. I'm just going through something really dark, and you need to give me time to get through it. <laughs> like respect on that for sure. I appreciate it. He's not lying. <laughs> he's not pretending. Yeah. Um, and what he says he's doing is making a baseball bat for Kyle. And I say he says that because we see some of what he's making and some of it does not look like a baseball bat. No. Well, and also there's just so much wood. It's so much wood. And it's not all like, because for a baseball bat, you need a big chunk of solid wood. Yeah. It's not all big chunks of solid wood. There's like no. two by fours and stuff. So he's. Yeah. And there's like plywood in there. Like. Here's the thing. All of the things he has. If he wanted to take up woodworking as a hobby and he did all this in his garage. Yep. Garage, I would have no, no questions. It's that he takes over the house where he lives with other people. Yeah. He Two wears teenagers. a mask the whole time. <laughs> yes, that's right. He doesn't get a mask for his son or for his ward. <sighs> it's, um, just, it's just not a good look on him. And it's, like. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, like if he's in the garage, if he's in the driveway, I understand it's February, but like, you know, you live in the desert, so like it's it's, it's still pretty cool. warm during the day. Yeah. Like you could be doing that outside, buddy. Yes, he could. Um 
but he's going through it and he wants everyone to know. In fact, even the the FBI agent knows and she hasn't even been to the house. So I don't know how she knows. (laughs) Do you think she's got that place bugged? You think when she barged in there in the previous episode and was like bugged, she might have mm -hmm. it bugged or she or she may just drive by slowly. (laughs) (laughs) That's not her style, though. Come on. Her style is to barge right in. Right. Yeah. She's going to pour herself coffee from the pot she, that you just There's a cut scene where she barged in. Yeah. Um, But no, she... But by the end of the episode, she's starting to trust the sheriff's intuition. Which I will also say is a little... Is a strange turn. Because, like, he's sort of proven right about something, right? He's, he's proven right that, like... So he... He's being sued by Grant, right? Yes, um, for fifteen he, million dollars. Fifty, fifty or fifteen? Fifteen. Fifteen. I guess at that point it's a yeah, astronomical amount of money, <laughs> right? Jim Valenti's never going to be able to pay either of those amounts yeah. um, for, for ruining his uh, experiments. Yes. And so Valenti's like, "Well, okay, I'm just going to go and like, I'm just going to go talk to this guy." And this is the scene right after he was like, Kyle, I'm hanging on by a thread. I'm in a dark, dark place. And he's like, you know what? I should go confront. I should go. No, I should go talk man to man with Grant. Oh, yeah, that's going to work out great. So he does go Mm -hmm. and tries to talk to Grant. And Grant, like, doesn't seem to recognize him. And in fact, Grant sort of, like, hisses at him or, like, growls and, like, tackles him. Yes. (laughs) But Valenti like throws him on his back and like starts punching well, him. Well, as the soon head. as Valenti starts punching him in the face, he's like, "Oh, what, Valenti? You're attacking me again?" And it's like, yeah. "Oh, brother." So that's that's the information that Valenti brings to um, Agent. What's her name? Dud. Wallace's mom. Duff. 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 Yes. Um, uh, you you had pointed this out last week, but we didn't mention it on the show that this is uh, Wallace's mom from Veronica Mars. It uh, is. Alicia. Do you do you feel a a crossing of pod worlds here? I don't. I mean, you mean? Oh, you meant podcasts? Yeah. I thought you were trying to say is like Alicia Fennell, mm, a no. former FBI agent. Um, and I'm gonna say no. Right. That I would, question. That, but yes, do I, do I feel like I'm in the middle of a come on now sugar episode? No, because we keep it much tighter. Um, Yo, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's a different show with a weirder vibe. <laughs> uh, but it is fun to see her. And I will use this as an opportunity to bring up which have you ever watched Grey's Anatomy? Uh, I mean, on and off. Sarah's okay. been watching it since it started. So, like, I, okay. I catch um, bits of episodes here and there. And you know that Katherine Heigl was on it. Yes. Playing a character named Izzy. Okay, yes. I hadn't put it together, but yes. Yes. So I have headcanon in like a fanfic AU kind of way. Headcanon that Isabel Evans, post Mm -hmm. Roswell, decides to move to Seattle and become a medical intern. I love it. That she was, like, jealous of her brother's ability to, like, heal people and is like, yeah. I'm going to do this the legit way. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, I'm going to put aside all of my powers. But sometimes sometimes things happen on Grey's Anatomy. I'm like, all right, maybe you're using your powers. <laughs> um, but she's currently, I'm doing a, I don't want to call it, a, it's not a full rewatch because the show is so, it's like 16 seasons. Yeah, but I have dropped in for a rewatch of the fifth season, which is the season where she starts having sex with ghosts with a ghost. Well, she starts essentially like dating the ghost of her dead fiance. Sure. Um, and it's, uh, it turns out to be a brain tumor. So it turns out. Yeah. So like once you know that it turns out to be a brain tumor, then it's a lot easier to watch scenes where she's talking to a ghost. Sure. But when you don't know, you're like, oh my god, am I watching someone talk to a ghost? Or am I watching her dream walk to the other side? <laughs> That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Um, um I, I came to the weird realization a couple weeks ago that um Jeff Daniels's characters in Speed and Dumb and Dumber are both named Harry. Oh. And both those movies came out the same year. Oh, that's weird. Isn't that fucked up? 
I mean, they're very different characters. I don't think those are the totally. same guy. Yeah, yeah. There's no way, but like, it does mean. I, I just, yeah. It's it's a harder it's a harder like line to connect of like, oh, obviously, uh, Harry from Dumb and Dumber realized he was wasting his life with Lloyd Christmas and decided to, you know, clean up and become like a. a, a are they FBI or what? Are they just LAPD? They're LAPD. Uh, SWAT though. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be way too much training. The, the Dumb and Dumber character could never get his act together. No, you could have something where he hits his head <laughs> and all the dumbness comes out. Oh, or maybe he was undercover the whole time in Dumb and Dumber. <gasps> or when the explosion happens, when he dies in speed, he didn't actually die. He just, <gasps> just had a brain injury. Yeah. Wow. That, okay. That, All might, right. that might that might be the same character there we go that's dark and i hate it but i know i, I hate it too <laughs> i think that's, i think it's gotta be true okay also what do you do you think it's we i think okay i'll just say what i think i think Please. it's weird that michael and maria watch some people have sex together and are che- like that michael is cheering loudly yeah I I mean, either can can you imagine a scenario where you are hanging out with someone that you are not dating, and you see strangers having sex, and then the two of you keep watching the strangers having sex while you're like hanging out together? Like what? I could be calling it out if uh-huh. I noticed it. Right. But then you can't like both watch it together, right? And I guess well, it depends also on the storyline of the sex because then at one point it's like she, what is she going to do with that that he's plugging in or something? There's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Then which could be a sex story, but also could be like something like so if like I saw people at the hardware store having sex and then they plugged in like a floor mop, <laughs> I might keep watching to be like, what is what are they going to the do with that? Yeah. Like a steam other, mop is what I meant. Yeah, Something but otherwise, it's, it feels like a it feels like too sexual of an experience for two people to be having together, like that aren't dating, right? Like watching watching two strangers have sex. You and your buddy like can't sit down and watch two strangers. Okay, but have they sex. aren't buddies. <laughs> That's right. But it's still weird. Like again, still, it's, it's so not weird. weird that she calls it out. It's not weird that he then looks to see what she's talking about. I think it's the follow-up scene yeah. where he's like hooting and hollering <laughs> and she's making commentary. Like that's to me where that feels weirder. Not yeah. like, you know, you're scanning and you say, Oh, duh. like, like if, like if I was, if you and I were on a stakeout and I saw someone drop trout and start to take a shit, Right. I'd probably call it out. I would expect that you would glance over. Right. But then we're not going to like. We wouldn't watch it and then like talk no, about it. I we're know not going to give a play by play. But like it is. That's how it would. It would feel the same level of like, I'm going to call it out. I'm going to yeah. make you look at it or or let you know that it's there, whether you want to look at it or not. And then we'll probably move on. We're not going to like yeah. discuss the dismount or anything. No, but I mean, I guess maybe maybe just the strangeness of people having sex in the hardware store, like, and obviously they're plugging stuff in. So, like, there's there's something said, going on there. I feel like if it had been more euphemistic, like, fooling around. Yeah. I think I'd be more, because I think I would watch people hook up. Mm, like, making out in, like in the hardware store? Like, making out the hardware store, especially if they start doing weird stuff with, like, the sander. <laughs> like they start like using hardware store things. Right, right, right. Uh, then I guess then I guess we can cheer that on. Uh, um we we sidetracked ourselves uh okay. in the um Agent Duff uh Valenti exchange. Yes, yeah, so Valenti says, I think this guy has a split personality. He didn't recognize me. The person who didn't recognize me probably is the killer or the kidnapper. And Grant is shares a body with him. Right. And of course he can't say alien because as far as we know, Agent Duff doesn't know about aliens. Right. But like she will. <laughs> right? She's I mean, just got yeah. Her. Yeah. She either through the FBI or through hanging out in Roswell too long. 
So then, you know, at this point, uh, Agent Duff is like, uh, hey, I don't trust you. You're the one who's got the split personality or sounds like you have a split personality, yeah. which is like, uh, no, he's rhetorically, I see what you're doing. guy but, all along, but okay. Yeah. Um, and so then she, on her own, does some investigating and discovers that all of the materials used to bury Lori at the site in Fraser Woods uh, have, were stolen from various places where Grant Sorensen had been working. So yes, like, and they're like really like for like middle of Colorado, middle of yeah. Arizona, like places that you wouldn't that it, not nearby locations. Right. Yes. Um, which it must have been uh, super difficult to track down <laughs> some of those stolen things like a plastic box was one of them. Yeah. Unless she could get really specific. I guess it's it's a it's a. Uh, a commendable thing for the police departments of those various cities that there's yes. stolen yeah, items reported. Yeah. Yeah. That were so well written that she could find it. And like uploaded into searchable databases. Like all of it's very yeah. impressive. Very impressive. Good job, local PD. Good job, local PD. It's the only time we will say that on this show. I In think. my life, it might be the only time I <laughs> Probably. say it. Um, but that, for whatever reason, this completely restores Agent Duff's faith in Sheriff Valenti. I don't, know if it, still... I don't know if it restores her faith in him, but she certainly restores her faith in his theory. Sure. I mean, it's just, it's just weird that she goes from like, you, like from, I, you sound like you have multiple personality. I don't trust you. You're never getting this job back to, okay. <clears throat> okay. I think you know something about this case. You're going to help me solve it. And I'll give you your job back. Right. But remember she was humiliated by him when he didn't tell her about Lori, but he, tr she trusted him back. Th like, I think, yeah, she that's true. That's true. From a place of hurt. Yeah. And now he's, it turns out he, he wasn't wrong about Grant. She did. She was right about him at the beginning. I think she's just coming back to where she was two episodes ago. Yeah. I think you're, yeah. And you know what, if there is a resource out there that she can use, she's going to use it. Oh, hundred percent. She's going to stay in Roswell forever. She wants to solve this kidnapping. Yeah. Uh, though they seem this time much less worried about where Lori is than they did the first time. Because <laughs> my memory, and it's just, I, because it's been a little while since I watched the episode, or maybe I don't pay them attention. When he brings the gun in, I thought that was the gun of the guy whose car gets exploded. I thought it was related to the, the, the Lori break. Because, all right, we haven't talked yeah. about Lori. So Lori... <laughs> is able to break out of the ambulance or right. break out of her restraints. She causes the ambulance to crash. Max and or Michael and Maria are there to help her. She's not interested in their help. Meanwhile, a car pulls over. A guy gets out of a ski mask and starts shooting at them. Yeah, presumably the same sniper guy that was shooting at them before. Well, but then there's the question of the gun. Right. But yes, could be that guy. Um, and then Michael blows up that guy's car, right? And then drives away. So when when Grant brought the gun, I was like, "Oh, they're thinking of they're worried about Lori, so they're looking for the gun that shot there." But it's not that gun, or maybe it is that gun. But he says he found it over in Fraser Woods. Yeah, that's like they. I guess what I'm saying <laughs> is they do not that an ambulance or maybe they don't know the ambulance crashed no they must know they you don't would, seem they, to care at all that it they don't that, seem to care about Lori. Ambulance yeah. that, that two men were found in that ambulance possibly dead maybe not and that Lori is missing again they versus the first time Lori went missing everyone cared a lot yeah no, they don't. and now, now they, don't care at all. they don't see they don't seem to care or at least agent duff does not seem to be stressed about it she has time to call up all of the the Home Depots in Fort Collins. Yeah, I mean, because it, she, man, she must not know, right? Like, I think that's something we have to believe is that she doesn't know that this ambulance crashed. Because if she did know, it would be insane for her not to be leading the search for Lori. Yeah, and if her not knowing helps us because it means that. I mean, I hope that the guys 
working in the ambulance are okay. No, I think they're dead. I think they. I think those EMTs are dead. Oh my god! Do you think the guy shot him? Mm, no, I think they uh, suffered some. Just they, they suffered from some injuries in the crash, and uh, they just bled out. They just died. That's grim. Really Well, should we go? <laughs> should we watch the next episode? Yeah, I guess let's. Oh, episodes end on a to be continued, so I guess oh, we yeah, should so, continue. Yeah. Let's roll right into it. All right. Where does Lyric find the gang? At the crashdown. Where did Grandpa Dupree read for hours? In his bunker. What dynamic duo is trapped in a cave? <laughs> this was one of my questions that I knew that I needed to write another one because I, <laughs> I it. you were going to ask about it. It's Alex and Kyle. They sing American Pie. Yes. <clears throat> Who does Isabel call with Grant's cell phone? Valenti. What color are the lights on the Dupre pool? They're green. Mm-hmm. Um, what does Maria order to drink at the Dupree house? Root beer, Carmen, root beer. And she is not none too polite about it. She isn't. Say. I think she's full. I think that Michael and Maria in this episode, How the Other Half Lives, which kind of tips yeah. his hat at it. They are liking living the riche, the fancy, fancy life. Yes. They're playing rich. They're playing rich and loving it. <laughs> Michael's like, it's a Braveheart kind of night. And I assumed he meant like in the screening room of the rich people house or like in their fancy. No, no, no. No, no, no. In the portable Car- DVD player. <laughs> tiniest screen. Tiniest screen. A little tinier than the kitchen TV. Yeah. But like beyond silly it so it's, small yeah it's it's ludicrous it's also uh the, <laughs> the fact that he says it's a braveheart night or it feels yeah. like a braveheart night or whatever he says and that is enough information for carmen to be like ah he wants to watch the movie braveheart and i have to make that yeah because like, this is <laughs> i think the first night he's ever stayed there it's not like he's been yes. there for six months and he's like mm, feel it. no it's like this is just a long weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I do like, I, I feel like this episode, it starts in the last episode when Maria tells Michael they're back together. But in this episode, they're like a fish together. They're very yeah. cute. Um, she calls him her cute and- handsome he- hero. I mean, there is nothing quite like living out a... Uh, a vacation fantasy with another person, right? Like where you're just like, you know what, this weekend we're going to, we're going to spend more than is responsible. We're going to live in a way that like we don't normally live. Um, Like that is very attractive. That is very fun. So I can sort of forgive Maria for, even though, as you pointed out, she is employed as a waitress in her normal life. (laughs) (laughs) She gets a little, she gets a little too excited about that bell that she's ringing for Carmen. Yeah, a woman who, by the way, has been murdered while Maria's ordering root beer. And no one seems to really be that worried about Carmen on the other end of this episode. No, no, not at all. There's no vengeance for Carmen. It's not a um, good look for, for our guys. No, uh, but it is kind of a cute look. And we see Michael becoming closer with Lori, which is sweet. He considers yeah. her, decides that she's like his sister. Well, and like... The show also just like allows Laurie here to like be to like not be in a constant state of um like fight or flight, right? Yes. Like she just gets to exist in her house and be comfortable and not be crying about her aunt and uncle uh like, you know, institutionalizing her or you know, whatever. Like she just gets to be a normal person for a little bit. Yeah, she gets to swim in the pool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like Lori's life is looking up. I mean, she she needs to make some friends, but otherwise her life is looking up. She, look, she needs to make some friends, some other friends that she can show her grandfather's drawings of aliens to. Yes. 
And a wedding dress, I think. <laughs> was there a wedding dress down there? There was some kind of dress. I think it was a wedding dress. Um, in the bunker, because that's the other thing, is mm-hmm. there is a bunker, which is very helpful for the climax of this episode. Absolutely. Um, because we find out at the beginning, as as mentioned in the quiz, Larrick in Brody's body shows up at the crash down and just info dumps for like five minutes. Oh it, yeah. It's intense. Like the, it, it, it's weird. Cause you know, as discussed, this is a, uh, to be continued. This is a part mm-hmm. two of, uh, in the, the story that we were picking up on last time, but we get all the information about the parasites and how they work and, uh, what sort of threat they represent. And mm-hmm. even like where they came from that all spills out in the first five minutes of this episode. Yes. So and, we can but, deal with it. And gives us like the highlights of what we need to okay, so like it explains the high it's a there's a queen drone mm-hmm. situation, which we all understand. Okay, cool. Kill the queen, kill the kill the crystals. Right. Which that's important information. But like the idea that, oh, they need oxygen to survive would be useful information. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because we don't know what other it's not like it's not if if we were on Earth and you didn't tell me something needs oxygen to survive, like that's a notable thing for an alien substance to need oxygen yes, to survive. Yes, I agree. Um, but we don't. I mean, and honestly, I guess we don't really know it's oxygen. We know sure, it's, it's air. Just, yeah, you're burning something out of the air. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> he could have been more helpful. I guess is what I'm saying. It is cute how Alex and Kyle figure it out. Um, it, is, it is it is cute. I want to go back to that lyric scene for uh, a, yeah. a second, though. Because, um, like, the, the rest of the gang is, like, already, you know, kind of uh, ha- having their um, their brainstorming session in, in the crash down. And Brody walks in, and they all sort of, like, there's a moment where they're like, oh, shit. Like, did Brody just, like, catch us talking about alien stuff? And then he's like, it's Lyric. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, that, cool. oh cool 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 man sit down have, have a seat considering the last episode ended with them having to pound brody's chest after Larry accidentally turned his heart off um is like <laughs> just like well, no one cares about carmen on the other end of this no one cares about brody at the other end of this and i there's a piece of it like one obviously lyric has a lot of information we don't have mm-hmm. and we know that he was friends with max in another life but none of that comes through in the he might as well be an AI. Yeah, totally. With the way he delivers information and what information he gives us. <laughs> like it's weird because when you meet him in, in New York, he's like, uh, we were such good friends. You know, mm-hmm. you doomed your planet once, you doomed your planet again. Like I, I don't know. It just feels like he could at least say something like, Oh, it's good to see you're hanging out with Tess again. Wink wink. I don't know. Yeah. There could be something more personable in how Larrick talks to them, but he really, he really, he gets to business. <laughs> he gets right to business. Also mentions that like, uh, there's a very real possibility that Brody's heart is going to stop again. Like, yeah, he's like, so I probably should stop info dumping. <laughs> I gotta go before my host body dies. You know, your friend, my host body. Oops. Um, <laughs> and so the solution. So they mm-hmm. find out that certain humans can be infected with this crystal, and if they are, the rest of the world is going to fall. Right. And so there's obviously one that's already infected, right? That's what's happening to Graham. But I don't think he has the chromosome. Oh, uh, okay. So the the idea, I, I see. So the, like the chromosome for like the queen to just like command the rest of them to infect everyone yes i don't think he has it because he would be using it to infect people yeah yeah so maybe there's two kinds of chromosomes i don't know here's the thing for as much of an info dump as there was i feel like i don't understand the rules of the parasites well we know that essentially it's gobbledygook to get us okay because lori is yeah biologically related to the the body Lori's line was chosen on purpose to make right. Michael Be- because there's already a connection to aliens in her family history well no I think it's that she 
that that her grandfather had this chromosome problem and because he had that chromosome problem he was a candidate for to become a hybrid yeah 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 so it has nothing to do with aliens he would have um, had that chromosome problem even if aliens never came to earth right but i'm saying that's why he has a connection to michael in the first place is that he had the chromosome yeah and the michael yeah. was created based on him yes yeah so yeah we're just yeah i think we're we're just uh cause and effect either aren't reversed there <laughs> yeah. they're just it's it's all it's all uh it's all related yes i mean yeah. theoretically it's related we don't see it happen that's right that's right we don't get really too much more information about what grandfather 1935 went through Yes, but um, my point was, yeah. we know that there are humans walking the earth that could cause yes. the end of the world if they interact with these crystals. And the solution that these idiots come up with is send two humans to go dig up the crystals. Yeah. Even though it's pretty unlikely that they would also have the defect, right? It's way more likely than Isabel or Max or Tess. Right. It is a non-zero. Yes. Yeah. There's people who are, it's like if people, it's like people who are immune versus people who could get it. Right. It's and like. And they send people yeah. who, who are not immune, potentially. But it does mean that we get a little bit of dream team action here. Yeah, like, no, it's great. I'm, I love this story. Blind. It's perfect. And it does make sense. Of course, Max isn't going to actually dig holes himself. No, absolutely not. He's not going to ask, he's not going to ask his sister to, because Isabel would just give him a withering stare. <laughs> so and no. they could they could probably trick tess into digging a hole probably they, they, they could trick her no she, she would just mean, use though. her mind powers on them to make their that thing that <laughs> she had done so many holes and she'd be like i've been done for hours but look these two good boys they're such good boys they're such good boys they're both looking great two handsome and boys digging you know a hole what vibes alex is giving me i just hmm. realized what's that he's giving me Professor Hulk vibes. Oh. Like he's actualized. Yes. He's complete. He, he's confident. He's complete. He's confident. He's not, yes, angsty stuff has happened. He and he's not delusional. He doesn't ignore those things, but he's at peace with the world, and the world is at peace with him. Yeah. Which is a different like kind of or it's 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 cool to see that rub up against the kind of peace that Kyle has, right? Because, mm -hmm. like, um, Kyle has a certain amount of peace that he got sort of from, like, his – or, like, to separate him from his, like, former life as a high school jock superstar, right? right? Um, but he's still working on uh, and struggling with making peace with his relationship to the aliens. Yes, he definitely has a level of angst about that he – you know, he's forced into this thing. He didn't choose this. Right. And now he's digging a bunch of holes. What the fuck? <laughs> They've dug so many holes already. And to be fair to Kyle, like we haven't seen Kyle and Michael hang out that much or Kyle and Isabel hang out that much. But right. like Max is a straight up jerk to him. <laughs> so if I was Kyle, I wouldn't like Max either. Like it's not like Max is just a nice guy and Kyle doesn't. No, 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 no. Max has been rude to Kyle forever. K stole Kyle's girlfriend. Oh, straight Max. up. Straight up, yeah. Stole Kyle's girlfriend, and then since then has been dismissive to rude, except for once when they got drunk together. But otherwise, been dismissive and rude and bossy at him at every turn. Yeah. So, if I, and his dad goes and hangs out with Max instead of him. So Kyle has every reason to like resent the Max of it all. Can we talk a little bit about um, Liz in these two episodes? Because we didn't really touch on it um last app other than uh to mention that like sean was on top of her yes. uh during that period and we were like sean just get off of her she said get off <laughs> um but uh she when max picks her up from the deluca house um and is like i need your help with this parasite thing she snaps into like detective scientist mode in and a I way that like she goes from being a kid basically to uh, like being the woman with the plan like figuring it out and it's so cool when she's like on and doing it yes uh and i wish the show did like allowed for more of that 
Well, it's part of it is getting her away from sappy, whiny, loving Max Baloney. Right. Like she needs right. a mission. And when she has a mission, she's great. I did love the moment when Larrick is just info dumped for five minutes. And then Max, everyone looks at Liz like, you got this? And she's like, yeah, yeah no, this is above. I don't know. I don't got I don't this. Know. This is crazy. This is too big. <laughs> this is beyond my high school education. But thank mm-hmm. I appreciate all your support. Uh, but no, Liz is the one. And this is this. I wish they could all be on a group call together. But I do appreciate in this episode how much information is being because we have Max and Isabel and Liz and, and Tess and Liz in one place. And we have Kyle and Alex in another place. We have Valenti on his own with or with the agent Duff. And we have mm-hmm. Michael and Maria with Lori in Tucson. So we have all of these different things. And then eventually Isabel's separate too. So we have all these different groups of people. And I felt like Liz was a good traffic manager of communicating and for making sure yeah. people had the information they needed um because all the pieces were needed in order to solve the the crime which yeah, really was just it, kill the bad guy yeah just kill the queen um kill the head vampire and you get yep. rid of the rest of them exactly. um but yeah you, you pointed this out as we were watching but like everyone seems to have gotten cell phones yes over, it's not the new they, year i don't I mean, okay, when I think back, like, in 285 South, the episode where Maria gets, like, kidnapped by Michael, mm-hmm. she does have a cell phone. So I think the characters have had cell phones, but this, I feel like these two episodes, cell phones are a key, are being used all over the place. Yeah, just all the time. Like, what would happen if Alex and Kyle were down in that hole and didn't have a cell phone? I think they would have lied. They'd be dead. <laughs> Oh, right, because they never would have been able to communicate that it needs oxygen to die. or it needs. That's right. You're right. They would have just died down there. That would have been sad. Singing American Pie. Burning, uh, burning all the oxygen that they were going to breathe it when they is left that a, match. Yeah, it's a very weird structural thing that they do where we see the queen die. And... And we can talk about the queen because it's a CGI masterpiece. You bet it is. <laughs> um, we watch this and then we go to Alex and and uh, Kyle oh. kind of giving up like, you know, it was a good life. <laughs> we lived. <laughs> I'm glad we got to know about aliens, but I guess we're going to die now. It's been real. Oh, such sweet and then boys. and then, oh, no, the crystals are turning liquid and we're saved. Um. But it's, I think it's worth it to that we get to watch that in a straight shot. But it does, there is very little suspense in that scene. <laughs> like, it's hard to give that scene the weight that I would give it right, right. otherwise. When I'm like, oh, you, the, you, we killed the queen. Like, yeah, you guys, you guys are fine. <laughs> you guys are fine. Like, it's sweet that you're having these big revelatory moments, but uh, you're, you're okay. It is uh, very sweet and weird that they're like, it, it, the, the crystals are starting to drip on them. And yeah. Kyle's like, oh no, they're attacking. And then Alex is like, no, they're dying. And it's like, how the fuck can you tell they're dying? Yeah, you like, don't know the <laughs> they're, they're just like sweating on you. What? <laughs> uh, maybe that's how they died in that bottle. Mm, maybe, maybe. They did just see one die. So that's yeah. maybe, maybe that's right. But it all works out. And then we get a very happy, like, dance of all of them saying, we saved the world. And they all. Which is so super cute. It's adorable. Let's do Isabel and Grant next. Because I feel like that's got some of the uh, meteor, like, drama of this episode is seeing Grant, like, lose his shit. uh, Not being able to, like, fight back the parasite inside him. Yes. And it makes you really kind of feel bad for Grant. <clears throat> yeah, which is strange because I feel like I've hated him since the second he showed up on screen. <laughs> you hated him before you knew he was. Pres- That's right. Crystals have gotten him, so he chloroforms. He's. I mean, not. Your- <laughs> Hold on, you're right. Not to put too fine a point on it, but I believe at some point I said, uh, "I don't trust Grant." <laughs> I I think you said it on record. That's no right. one can deny that you didn't trust Grant, but. <laughs> Isabel's at the UFO center doing whatever and mm-hmm. Grant comes up behind her and chloroforms her and it 
they're driving through the desert in the Jeep. Or in a Jeep. His Jeep, not her yeah. Jeep. Um, and he seems to be lucid. At least he's... Well, sort of lucid. He's he's reciting facts that he knows. Yeah. So, like, you know, this it, it it's a cool shorthand. Like, it, it's very obviously something he has done in the past. When right. he starts to, like, lose control, he's like, just recite things that you know to be true. And then, like, you gain some sort of semblance of what's going on. And it's super scary because he's just like, yeah. you know, my, my birthday is December 7th. Uh, the earth is covered with 75% sed- uh, sedimentary rock or, you know, whatever. Um, and it's just like, here's a dude like barely clinging on to his consciousness as an alien parasite forces him to kidnap and murder his girlfriend. I know, poor Isabel. And Isabel's now stuck passenger seat of this car. Not quite sure what to do <laughs> yeah yeah she's got no idea um though she does she's she does cotton on to she's like okay so you are the kidnapper for sure mm-hmm. um <laughs> looks like you might be the queen as well <laughs> all right all right um and then he's talking to himself and he's like i don't want to do it i don't want to kill i don't want to it's telling me to kill you <sighs> it's scary and like the actor here is like shaking and convulsing and just like sweating from every conceivable pore like it's a good perform like he's scary it's scary um but he uses the last of his energy to give to to encourage isabel to take his cell phone and then he kicks isabel out of the car which is about as kind as he could be at that moment um uh, quickly backing up to be uh just sort of Ask the question what his plan was with Isabel anyway. Why did the queen want us to kidnap Isabel? Maybe the queen wanted him to kill Isabel. Just Always. just to get rid of her? Just to like dispatch one threat? Because it, the queen doesn't make a move to like go after the other aliens. Maybe Isabel was what was tethering him to humanity. Okay, okay. I could I could buy that right from without more explanation it feels like not a thing that he needed to do. I mean, I think that he liked Grant liked Isabel. Yes. So, if the queen wants Grant to be singularly focused, the queen would want Isabel out of the way. To eliminate distractions. I suppose also could use Isabel as leverage to get to Michael, who is protecting. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, Lori. But it's not clear. But that's, I mean, but then is the queen all omniscient? <laughs> like, how, did, how does yeah, he even question. really know that Lori's in Tucson? Really good question. Not, not, so, not sure. I don't know. I don't know how well, how smart the queen is or what kind of inform. I mean, yeah, it's not clear. Is it possible that the queen is able to like hear and sense stuff around the, uh, like, uh, are the other oh, crystals, uh, like eyes and ears for the queen? So the one that they have, um, has been like gathering intel for the queen? Maybe. Or the ones that Kyle, I mean, they're all standing all around crystals. Yeah, that's a good point, too. So, yeah. yeah, maybe they just heard, the crystals heard through the grapevine. This is us meeting the show halfway, I think. But and I, honestly, I like it. the show works without thinking about it too much. Yeah, totally. Like, it's that, not, that, that, I, and, and it's not like, there's shows, I think, that invite, like, deep reading. Roswell's right. not act, not, not no. really interested in you deep reading it at all. It's just like, are you having fun? <laughs> yeah, you're having fun. We're all watching right, Braveheart cool. tonight. Exactly. So, I mean, obviously we talk about it and we get nitpicky, but it's not like, like, yeah, I don't think we're, we're it, meeting no. the show halfway, but the show is already moved. The show is like taking a nap and watching Braveheart. The show is right. not meeting us. The show is not interested in meeting us where we are. Like, whereas the I feel like the show, like, yeah. yeah, 
a show like Battlestar Galactica or Lost. Or, like there are shows that like want us to be doing this. Roswell doesn't really <laughs> care. And that's fine. I love it anyway. But yeah. Roswell doesn't really care if we figure this out. So Mr. Sorensen, Grant, yes. with the queen inside his body, um, mm-hmm. makes his way to the Dupree house. Meanwhile, Valenti convinces slash sweet talks slash is now just in the good graces of Agent Duff. And so he, he gives her like a pep talk, which feels like it shouldn't work, but it does. Where yes. he's like, look, we're going to solve this thing. We're going to find the guy who's responsible for the kidnappings. But uh, I'm about to expose you to information that you are not going to be able to report ever. Yep. Or you and can she- report it and then you'll lose. Yeah. Your, you'll never. Your, you'll lose all standing at the FBI. Right. And she's just like, okay. <laughs> All right, that's what we got to do. Uh, all right. I guess I yep. trust you now. Um, and it plays out pretty much exactly like that. <laughs> they, <laughs> she sees some crazy stuff. The main thing she sees is this crazy jellyfish CGI crystal thing. Yeah, crystal jellyfish is like <laughs> the design of the of the queen is is interesting and cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, the execution of it is 2001 uh yeah it was the best that it could be for its time i don't know that i liked the um we get kind of an alien moment with grant where the crystals burst Mm -hmm. after he's killed the crystals burst out of his chest yeah and that part i think is pretty cool and yes you could use i think having it flying makes it so it's easy to see through the little windows of the bunker but i think like a little skittery skitter could have been oh yeah oh yeah Uh, like a real like alien face hugger kind of situation like you know with no eyeballs or anything but like a skittering kind of situation i think (laughs) could have been creepy and you could do that practically and so therefore have like yeah just you wouldn't have to depend on CGI, but they went CGI. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the thing is like the, the effect itself looks bad, but um, they do a good job of incorporating this bad looking effect into like the real stuff that they're shooting. Right. Yes. So like um, they, they get to a point where it's sort of like flinging itself around the room. Um, I guess like trying to find oxygen after Michael sucks it all out of the room. Um but like it's running into you know the shelf of, of like canned goods and like running into other stuff and like those uh those hits are real like they're hitting it with yeah. something um and the the reaction feels like weighty and uh, like everything around the effects was good it's just the effect itself uh, yeah so. was well, as good as it could be at the time <laughs> yes that's right right um but no it i I like it because it is kind of surprising. You don't mm-hmm. anticipate a jellyfish queen. You do not. Um, and it's dispatched with fairly quickly, considering this has been now four episodes of the show about it. Yeah, that's okay. That is true. But it's dispatched quickly because everyone was working together. And it's something that... Yeah. Uh, they call out at the end that uh, maybe it's even Kyle, right? That's like, we only knew to kill it because of this way. And you guys were able to talk to us because you were right there. And then these guys, they did it over there. And then this woman yeah. shot him. And like, it, it, it's a cute moment of like connecting the dots of like, even though you've got, you're on like four or five different planes of action here that like everyone had to work together in order to beat this thing is pretty cool. Well, and we didn't have, you know, and I, this is not going to last forever, but for the next few episodes, we don't have to have people interior fighting each other or betraying each other or falling in love with each other, or we don't need yes. interior angst. We can just have this group of people that we like mm-hmm. do fighting stuff. bad aliens. Yeah. Um, and I, I said that out loud, but I think that's true. It's the next, our next episode, you and me next uh-huh. week is very is is that say it's a, it's the gang it's oh, not like good. it's not like max versus kyle or maria and michael fighting or like it's not all that stuff is is enjoyable and i feel like the show's gotten the mileage that it needs to get out of that now yeah everybody can or- just be friends 
ways. Maybe, maybe even they've gotten the mileage out of it that they can get out of it. You know, like yeah. you, you, you bounce the characters off each other in conflict so many different ways. Then you're like, oh, I don't know. I'd, maybe they just need to work together. And like, yeah. and you they know, do, and it's great. They do. And then they can cheer about it and they can love it and it can be fun. No, this is, this is like a feel good arc, but you have to get to the very end to feel good. <laughs> Before it feels good. Uh, so speaking of the end of the arc, um, Michael decides, or Michael floats the idea like, hey, uh, Maria, how would you feel if Lori came to live with me? And Maria's like, I think that's too much for her. Yeah. Right? Like she well, needs a more peaceful. Maria existence. tries to be as quiet as possible and let Michael figure it out on his own. <laughs> so Maria is face acting a lot, but Michael said, you know, the, Michael yeah. comes to it of just like, my life is crazy. There's all kinds of alien shenanigans all the time. And it would be nice for Lori to have, you know, distance from the alien shenanigans for a little bit, which I think is totally fair. <sighs> She's going to live in that big house all by herself. That big, crazy house. <gasps> Do we talk about the interior of that house? There's so much happening in the house. Is a, there's a lot of dark wood. There are a lot of uh, staircases that don't match each other. Yeah, hallways that go on forever. We should, we should find this house. It can't be a real house. What do you mean? Yeah, you've been to I weird mean, houses I think before. The outside and the inside aren't the same house. I think they're two that, different that houses. That might be true. That might be true. Um, but who knows? Also, they, they update the video camera by the intercom. Oh, shit. Cowards. Different... Cowards. It's crazy that you, why would you, what is the reality of this show, or of this world? <laughs> I don't know. Did they replace the video camera? Did they add a new video camera? Like. Were there always two video cameras looking and at the And there's just intercom? like, they just wanted a second angle from the gargoyle? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, we'll never know. No. But I would swim in that green pool. Yeah, me too. I mean, I would swim in any pool right now. But um, not a, true. A, you wouldn't swim in a pool full of people. Well, right. Yes, I guess that's what I mean. Is if there was a big empty pool, yeah, you'd somewhere. I would go swim in it. Oh my god. Oh, that sounds nice. Swimming sounds so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's been. It was so cold today. It was not. That's that true. <laughs> But in theory, I'll swim any day. Hey, Ryan, me too. (laughs) All right. Hey, Patrick, have a good week. (laughs) You too, Ryan. Thank you for listening to Welcome Back to Roswell. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review over at Apple Podcasts or follow us on uh, social media. We're at Roswell Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Take care and have a great week.